I ended up chronically ill and bedridden for seven years with uh, multiple chronic illnesses. And uh, through a very, very long, uh, grueling journey, really started to learn inner alchemy and the power of um, mindset is where I began. Welcome to the Phase 4 Podcast, inspired by Vishen Lakhiani and Ajit Nawalka, co-founders of Evercoach, a division of Vine Valley. In this podcast, we speak to coaches and creatives about where they were, where they are, and where they are going. This is the intersection of what we focus on expands, and your story is your superpower. My guest today is Allison Baker. Allison embodies everything we're doing here at the Phase 4 Podcast. Her story is undoubtedly her superpower. And because what we focus on expands, she has turned tragedy into triumph. In addition to being a functional medicine certified health coach, Allison is a quantum life and a career coach. And Allison, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so, so much. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. I'm definitely grateful. I, I always like to begin with kind of how did you get into this field or industry to begin with? Yeah, such a good question. And I'm sure you hear a lot. Most coaches have gone through a lot um, that has inspired them to help other people. And I'm no different. Um, my life has truly been my curriculum. I spent much of the first 30 years of my life um, honestly being traumatized one one event after another after another. I ended up chronically ill and bedridden for seven years with uh, multiple chronic illnesses. And uh, through a very, very long, uh, grueling journey, really started to learn inner alchemy and the power of um, mindset is where I began. And even though I had been discovered holistic medicine and had been using that to my benefit, to my physical benefit, it wasn't until I really learned to harness my mind and my energy and change on that frequency. And then the illnesses and the diseases started melting away to where now, uh, years later, I'm a um, very active martial artist, um, live a very active lifestyle, you know, owning my own coaching business full time and raising three boys on my own uh, happily and successfully. Like, like I just am so in love with my life and my body is so healthy and thriving that it was, it was just like a no brainer. The universe is like, okay, we are going to teach other people how to do this. So that's, that's the short, shortened version of how I've ended up here. Yeah, I love it, right? So there's like, it's an internal job mindset and probably through uh, martial arts is like a discipline where you learn about that, where you have to be at peace and come to yourself first. And so that's tragic that it went that way for such a long time. But now your stories are superpower and you get to give back. And I'm sure part of it is like feeling so good when you did that, like, oh my God, I did this. Like, now I want to share it with other people. Is that right? Of course. I mean, and also it's like, even when I wasn't 
even when I wasn't feeling like I had anything to offer, the universe kept bringing people and it just kept asking and asking and asking and asking. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it is time to step into this and own it and own my story and uh, own my superpowers and really speak up um, because the collective is searching for answers. There are people that um, are ready to up level, people that are ready to spiritually evolve, um, exit the matrix. Uh, build the new paradigm. So I truly believe that people like you and I, we've come here to to lead the way in that in that fashion. Yeah, that's beautiful. I wrote about this in my book that it seems like now more than any other time in history, there's this thing, spiritual awakening, or I don't know if you can call it something else, but that the vibration of the planet is lifting and people are ready to like, hey, we're not doing the same old mode of business and everything that we've been doing for couple thousand years yeah absolutely i actually um i actually knew this on a soul level when i was four years old i started having visions and downloads um about what was coming and i knew i've known my entire life i mean four i barely had a vocabulary at that point but um but i never forgot until I did forget, right? Like when I went into that deep darkness and went into the cave and was very sick and in a toxic marriage for 17 years and just really forgetting myself. And then in 2020, when everything happened and everything hit the fan, I knew exactly what it was. I was reactivated. I remembered everything. I remembered all these past lives. I remembered every, it was just like, <laughs> okay, it's go time. Um, and I think that that is happening for a lot of people in different waves. And if we look at it from a scientific standpoint, from a quantum physics standpoint, that backs it up. We can look at it at, from an astrological standpoint where we have entered the age of Aquarius. Like this is an incredible time to be alive. And it's an even more incredible time to really start owning our power, our gifts, our voices and to build this new way of being collectively. I love this because this is exactly how I feel, except not didn't happen to me when I was four. But <laughs> everywhere I go in my community, I'm hearing like, this is the worst time to be alive. And it's so scary. And I'm like, no, it's the best time. Like there's never been a better time. And the idea that quantum physics teaches us that there's the possibility for whatever you want to create. And it's up to you to create it. And just show like you're not stuck. Even I think I was talking to someone earlier about age. Like there used to be a time when 40 years old was like, oh no, and it's all downhill. And it's not true at all, right? But that it's still some some of my friends I see it's like that's the deal. It's like, oh well, I'm 40, now it's just 50. And I'm like, no, you can start when you're 40. And by the time you're 50, it can be even better. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna turn 40 in a few months. I can't wait. I'm like, I cannot wait for my 40s. <laughs> nice. And so you said you you remembering was that was the word. And this is what Socrates kind of teaches us, right? Like it's we already know it and we just forget it along the way. And so we have to remember it. And so maybe what does that look like or how do you help people remember? Yeah. Yeah, well, this is where um, some tools that have shown up for me have been really helpful. The tools of human design, like the gene keys, um, realizing that on a cellular level, our DNA 
we are conductors of light. Like that's what we are. Um, we are this entire collective. We're just different uh, fractals of the same consciousness, right? So we have bodies that are very dense form, but we have thoughts that have vibrations. And when we choose to be certain ways, it's we don't feel like we're choosing because we've come into this world and we're heavily conditioned. And I mean heavily. So like I, I've traveled the world extensively and you can tell with different cultures what the programming is for that particular culture. Um, and so I, I'm in America and I know what you know, we know what Americans and North Americans, we each have a different flavor of conditioning, but it's like what you're saying, like you're experiencing with your, with your people, or it's just like, oh, 40s, oh no, and 50s, it's all downhill. Um, who, why, why is that a thought? Like this, the possibilities it, from a quantum standpoint, there are endless possibilities and there's just as much a possibility that someone at the age of 75 is going to be at their peak health as there is a possibility of someone being at 35. It's like they're equal possibilities if you're, we're just looking at this from quantum physics. So then it's up to us. It's like we're the architects where we can choose, okay, am I going to believe this? Or am I going to believe that? And then wave and particles and like things start coming into form. Like, I literally, I literally manifest things that blow my own mind on a daily basis. I was just sitting around the other day thinking, oh, God, winter's coming. I don't really like the cold. I live in Colorado. I'm embracing this, but I really want to go somewhere warm in February, okay? And that's all I really, I just set the intention and just went on. It took a few days. A few days later, I woke up in my inbox. I had a personal invitation from two people who I admire so much who are doing quantum measurements and the work that I admire. And they're like, hey, we're leading a trip of eight people to Egypt in February. You want to go? <laughs> like, yes, February is when I want to get out of Dodge. I mean, just things. I mean, we have more power than we want to believe that we do because what happens on the flip side like we have to own that we've actually created everything that we've experienced so far yeah yeah i think like when you're saying oh i can't do that or i'm too old and then it's like okay fine then you're too old right that's what the universe says okay i guess you can't do it then you can't do it i think there's a lot in there so um the manifesting thing i know exactly what you're talking about and sometimes it's like i giggle like a little kid i'm like thank you like so one day right one day my daughter dropped her ice cream and like out of nowhere a napkin like floated up and i was like what like thank you like right at that time right it's like whoa but some some things it's just like unbelievable and then the idea of the quantum it's just it's so important, right? Because like you're saying, there is these beliefs, they're societal, they're generational. And it depends on, it's all about your beliefs. So Albert Einstein has a great quote, right? He says, the most important decision that you'll ever make is whether you believe you live in a friendly or hostile universe. And the reason is because however you see that, that's how your life's going to unfold. I always go to this um, John Milton quote from Paradise Lost, but he says like the mind in of itself 
can make a heaven of hell or a hell of heaven. And it's just how you look at it. Yes, exactly. And I used to be there. I I had a whole whatever story I don't even want to talk about because I'm not there anymore. But it's like, <laughs> wow, once I got rid of that personality and stopped leeching onto that story, my whole life changed. And then now it's like, I know you can make it up in advance because I have the evidence of my own life of doing that. And then Gene Keys. I want you to explain Gene Keys. I just learned like a month ago about Gene Keys. So, <laughs> and I, before you even go into it, there's something about the time of day, right? So I tried it. I didn't know um, what time. So the person teaching me is like, just do both times. And they were almost identical, except for it might have been passion, whatever is near the bottom middle. One was like 47, one was like 18. Yeah, the Gene Keys, I feel like it comes to us when we're ready to receive it. And it also just came to me recently as well. And But what I love about that, because um, I have been studying human design for years, and I do coach my clients around this, I see both human design and the gene keys as the literal link between science and spirit. Now, we know that there is no divide. You and I know that there is no divide between science and spirit. I've never seen a divide there. Um, I have a background in the medical sciences, um, and I also hold a degree in religious studies. I was heavily conditioned in a very cultish um, environment for a long period of time. And But there is no divide between science and spirit. That's just something that our minds want to believe. And we have been actively programmed from powers that be with ulterior motives and agendas. Now... Human design and the gene keys. The amazing thing here is like, so there's 64 gates in human design. I'm a martial artist in the traditional um, Chinese Kung Fu and Tai Chi tradition in Qigong. And the I've studied uh, the Chinese I Ching, which is a 5,000-year-old document and has been used for divination uh, for millennia. There's 64 gates in the I Ching there are 64 gene keys. Guess what? In our DNA, there's 64 codons. Guess what? In the ancient Egyptian period and the ancient Mayans and these ancient, very highly evolved uh, cultures, they built their architecture on the number 64. Like there is something deeply resonant here these are literally keys to unlocking our potential. So when we were talking about DNA is um, a, a conductor of light, for each gate in our human design chart, you have different activated gates than I do, than all the other seven or eight billion souls on this planet. Everyone's charts are totally different. And so learning how to work with those gates and the keys it, because there's shadow and light. There's like it's like the spectrum. We can live in our shadows and we can transmute those and live from the light. So something that I really love doing with my clients is um, learning the art of alchemy, learning transmutation. That's where I was sharing before we went live. Um, snake spirit is something I work uh, very deeply with. The, which is like the transmuting of the shadow. There's no judgment. Like people are going to live their shadows 
And the ones that want to move into the light are going to transmute those and start vibrating at a much higher frequency. And that's where it gets really fun. That's where the magic happens. That's where the manifestation takes off. So I hope this is making sense. I know I went everywhere, but it's like this huge um, mosaic of how it all how it all works together. That's a beautiful way to put it, a mosaic. As you're talking about 64, I'm like, eight times eight is 64. Eight is infinity. What's better than infinity than double infinity? <laughs> um, and then the Mayan thing is, and serpents. So at Chichen Itza, at the very top, so each side has 90 steps, right? 360 on all four sides. At the top, there's like a tomb, four more sides, 364, with a roof, 365, 365 days in a year. On top of that, there's a serpent, and at the front, there's a hole, and the back, there's a hole in the serpent. On the summer solstice, maybe it's the spring equinox, the sun comes through only on that day, and maybe the winter one too. Only on those days, it comes through the both the holes. It shines about five football fields over there onto like a tombstone graveyard, and it's just like, how did they know how to do that without a calculator? Oh my God, they knew frequencies. They truly did. There are people who remember past lives and they're like, yeah, the pyramids were built with voices because they knew, they knew how to sing things into being. And it's like, this is where, this is where the collective is starting to awaken to. Now, this may be a lot for some people who are still thinking like, oh, I'm about to turn 50, right? <laughs> so we get to we get to love people into these frequencies because like this is too much fun this is we live in a manifesting platform we live in a creation heaven like so people who are still doing their work they get to they get to reach out to people like you people like me to be like hey i'm ready and we get to guide them on that journey. It's such, it is the highest joy and honor. I agree 100%. And with the voices, you're talking about pyramids. I've seen things with like certain meadows they can use and it would help with them like that. Um, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So one thing, thoughts are electric and feelings are magnetic as we're talking about vibration. So the thought's electric. It goes out of your body and it vibrates along till it meets its match in the quantum field. And then the feelings are magnetic. It attracts back to you what you want. And that's manifesting at the highest order. And that's from Joe Dispenza, not me. That's awesome. <laughs> so maybe let's talk about... Um, okay, so this is the Phase 4 podcast. And Phase 4 in the Six Phase Meditation is all about creating your future three years out. So where's Allison three years from today? Uh, yeah. So three years, I have to think about my son's ages. My baby will be 13 and my oldest will be 19. Um, we will definitely be, uh, traveling even more than we are now. Um, we have a lot of fun doing that. So that's really where my heart and mind go to first. It's like, what am I going to be doing with my boys? Honestly, three years from now, I have no idea because the, the timelines have absolutely collapsed for me. <clears throat> I can't share the details of, I really, really want to share this, but I can't share any details yet. Um, I just posted yesterday that I do have a exciting thing to share, but I woke up yesterday morning. 
all right, let me put this in context. I do, you know, like any business owner, have a five-year plan and all of that, right? And so I definitely had some ideas about where I want to be a year from now, some projects I wanted to manifest and really work on and all this. I woke up yesterday morning. I heard a message come in as I was contemplating doing my journaling. And I was like, wait, but I thought we weren't doing that till like 12 months from now. And it was like, okay. And I went about my day, um, did my did my day. And literally in real time, the project that I foresaw taking a minimum of nine months literally manifested in under 10 minutes yesterday. 10 minutes. It took me 10 minutes to do a nine-month project. <laughs> it blew my mind. So I had to, I like I was writing on it yesterday and it's like, I, so when you're a quantum alchemist and you're blowing your own freaking mind. So in three years, I don't know. I could, maybe I'll be able to fly. <laughs> um, That's awesome. I like it. I love the honesty, right? Instead of trying to make up some kind of thing. And that's the right way. You know, like smart goals, right? It's like um, specific, measurable, attainable, yeah. realistic. Real. And then time bound is the last part. And like, so a smart goal works except for that last part. It, you don't have the same watch as the universe. So it might not work that way. And I think when you set goals and you're intentional about that, that's to seems kind of what happens is maybe not as fast as that, but they collapse the timeline where, oh my God, I said I wanted this and I was working towards it, but it happened better and faster than I expected. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's, it is so fun to see. I caught up with a previous client the other day and it's so fun to see when they start learning these tools and how to use them for themselves and apply their own blueprint. Cause I really believe everyone has a different way of manifesting according to their own chart, according to their own human design. And when they come up with their own manual and they are, they're doing this stuff and they're collapsing timelines and you're like, holy Crap, I didn't know that I that I was even capable of this kind of power and uh magic. Like that I could make stuff happen in my world, that I could expand my business this way, or that my family relationships be could become so harmonious and easy. It's like it's just it jazzes me all the way up. Yeah, I love it. Um that's the right word, magic. It does seem to me to be magic. And there's this tool I use, well, it's from my valley. It's called the three MIQs, the three most important questions. And you kind of just write out what are the experiences you want to have, the contributions and like things you want to learn. And you put a three-year timeline out, kind of like the question about phase four. And so I did mine and I kind of put it away and forgot about it. But then when I went back and looked at it, I was like, oh my God, all of those things happened, but just on a different level than I expected. So now I had to go rewrite them a couple months ago, which is okay with me. Um, and the idea with the quantum is like, make it up in advance. What do you want to create? Let's do it. Yeah. And so that's where, I mean, for me personally, it gets into um, maintaining a clean channel. Like really, because the fact is we are manifesting beings and we do create our realities, whether we want to acknowledge that or not, that's the simple truth. And we can decide, so where our thoughts go and where 
we choose to allow ourselves to go? Are we going to have a pity party when something doesn't go our way? Are we going to um, really give in to that imposter syndrome voice that is present for so many people? Um, because if we do, that's going to bring things back to us in that way. Or are we going to really uh, maintain this clean channel within us that's like, you know, I'm open. I'm open to whenever and I am going to continue following my my soul's path, my soul's calling. So whatever that looks like for each individual is going to be slightly different. And showing up, doing one's inner work, and that's where this that's where this all begins. Yeah, hundred percent. When you're talking about that, I'm thinking of like light because you said earlier that was we're all light, and so. You could have a nice window with beautiful sunshine coming in, but if you block it with curtains, then you're not going to see it. And so that's what you're talking about, clearing the channel kind of. And does that go with like things like food, diet, exercise, sleep, thoughts, learning, all sorts of stuff? Absolutely. I think it's all of the above. And really, like, um, yeah, it depends on where you are led to follow like we know that there are seasons there's astrology that kind of affects things and everything so certain seasons are going to feel different for every person and they may want to start focusing on their health first or their sleep hygiene but just realize we are not compartmentalized beings nothing is linear so if you start really applying yourself to your sleep hygiene with a pure intention your relationship with your spouse is going to improve. And or if you are putting your your intention to improving your your relationship and with pure intent, you're going to start craving healthier foods. Right? Like this this all weaves together. So it comes to intention. If someone has the intent to trans to transmute and start transmitting more light into the world. That will happen across all spheres. Yeah, 100%. This, sometimes I think this show should be called the Lightworker Podcast. <laughs> um, and then one thing I'm not sure about, maybe you can shed light. So there's this notion out there like, get this and it'll be easier. 10 easy ways and everything's easy, easy, easy. And I personally, I don't know if that's true. I don't feel that. I feel like in order to grow, you need to do hard stuff. And I would love to hear your thoughts about that. Yeah, I, um, my mind is going in so many different directions that this is such a good question. I hear the word easy a lot too. I actually use it a lot, but it doesn't necessarily mean without effort. So if I'm going to use um, martial arts as an example, there are days, I mean, I, I go, I have been going religiously for eight years to class and I practice on my own at home. I take individual instruction and there, there were about five, six years. I had resistance 100% of the time to going to class there. It wasn't like 90%. It wasn't like sometimes how we feel like, oh, I want to go to the gym. And then most days we don't want to go to the gym, but we still go. It was like, I don't want to go. I do not want to get more bruises. I do not want to be thrown on the tile floor. I do not want to get hurt. I like I did not want to go, but something deeper within me was calling. And I just kept going. And I just kept going. 
And I just kept going and kept going, kept going. And now guess what? Now it feels easy. Now there's no resistance. There's none. So it's like, yes, the destination does become easy, but the path does not come without resistance. So that's where I really like, like snake is coming through again. Like a snake sheds its skin. Is it going to try to hold on to that old skin as it's like, you know, kind of gliding across some rocks to to shed it? Or is it just going to let the rocks do its thing and realize that there's going to be some resistance? Like there's going to be resistance. If we start resisting the resistance, that's where we get ourselves in trouble. Yeah, that's tension, right? Elect, uh, elastic band, let it go. And I, I'm glad you said that. I don't know why I asked that question, but I'm really glad that was your answer. I used to have this voice in my head that would always say, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. And then it becomes easy. And so when I hear people talk about easy, it's exactly what you said. Like, it's only easy because you did all the work and now it, it seems like it's easy, but that, and you said like the martial arts, you did it at home. And there's a part there, like you got to do the work when no one's watching because then it might like, not like you're trying to make it look easy, but it looks easy because while nobody was watching, you did all the work. So thank you for that. That's a great question. And I'm glad you asked it because I get asked a lot and I get told a lot, like you just make it look so easy. It actually looks like I'm not doing anything in my life, raising three boys alone, doing martial arts, owning my business, coaching my clients. You know, I do make it look easy. That's because there were decades of work in my in my history. Now, the cool thing about the work that you and I are doing is that our people don't have to go through the decades. Like they, we really can help them collapse the timeline. It doesn't mean that they're not going to have to put in the work because there's there's no shortcut through that. But if, if um, I mean, one of the tools I've used the most for myself is finding my, my coaches, finding my guides and availing myself of those resources and saying like, hey, everybody's got blind spots. You can see mine. I can see yours. Help me, you know, help me coach me through my blind spots because I'm really not feeling it today. And so I think that's where, that's where this co-creative magic really happens to where the old paradigm was like, we have to work and work and work and work and work. And now it's like, oh, we really get to work smarter. We get to really embrace this new paradigm. Yeah, work smarter, not harder. And yeah, hard work doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get what you want. Some of the people who work the hardest are the people who have the most struggle and the least stuff. And they're working so hard and they get, they're not getting anywhere. And then the alternative opposite is some of the people who, they're just working smarter. They put in the work. Yeah, I'm kind of rambling now. Then here, the rambles are good. <laughs> so as we begin to wind down, if this resonates with you, please like, subscribe, share, follow, leave a review. And no hard sell, but if you like it, and share it with someone. And when I say share with somebody, there's a person that came to your mind. And that's a person that needs to hear Allison's story because it resonates and it's supposed to be. And so, I don't know, I'm kind of flying by intuition this year. So how about the Dao, Dao De Ching? Anything coming up? It's really hard to talk about the Dao because any time that we apply language, we lose something. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's like probably one of the first verses of the Dao, right? If you think you know the Dao, you don't know the Dao. 
uh, I guess the idea is we're talking about all these paradoxes and that's the whole idea, the yin yang. And I don't know. Yeah. It's really, um, I mean, I just, I feel, and I exist in a different way. I feel things, I'm a musician. I feel things energetically. Um, and so I really look at the Tao and the yin and the yang. It's a dance. It's a dance with one's own energy. It's a dance with uh, the auras of other people. That's where human design again, like comes into play. It's like, um, it is hard to talk about because it's not something that we know up here in our minds. It's something that we embody over time and we know in our inner being and we know in our spirit. And then once you know it, it's never going away and it just gets refined deeper and deeper. And then when you come into the space of another human, you recognize it. Right. Yeah. It's like once you see it, you can't unsee it. Right. And, um, the reason I'm asking this is like we're talking about light and dark. Your touch on shadow work a little bit. There's like that Jungian thing, but and then as we're talking about easy and hard, right? Like they're both. Like so, there's a bit of light in the dark, a bit of dark in the thing. The easy is hard. The hard is easy. And that first verse, if I could just read it, it says the Tao that can be told is not the eternal Tao. Like that's the first sentence of it, right? So. <laughs> This is so I shared with you before that it's been my path and my calling not to um to get my knowledge firsthand to channel it and not to study any of the texts until after I've lived it and known it from the inside out. I had no idea that was the first sentence of the Tao. Even though I've been a Chinese traditional Chinese martial artist for eight years, this is just something that has continued to come through. But this speaks to the power of light. And when we continue to evolve, we the consciousness knows, and it just starts coming through people. Like, I agree. <laughs> that. Uh, you said you're a musician, so do you want to talk about that? What kind of instruments or anything about music? Yeah, um, I started, uh, I met my first piano when I was five at my uh, an estate sale that my mom had dragged me to. I, I actually am putting this in the book that I'm writing, and um, I I was so tired. I wanted to go home. My legs were aching. I didn't want to be there. I was bored. And then I saw this thing, and it was a piano. It was an old, uh, very cheap piano. It just drew me. I begged my parents to get it. They spent $100, which at that time was a lot for them. And they're like, you have to take lessons if we're going to get this for you. And I was like, that's the best thing in the whole world you could ask me to do. So I have been playing my instrument for 30 or I can't math right now, 34 years. And um, I have a deep relationship with the, uh, the romantic composers, the composers. And, you know, but I, I sit down, I sat down at the drums and I started playing the other day and it came really naturally. I've been dancing for um, about 12, 13 years. I'm going to swing dance tonight. Music is just in my soul. So that's kind of how I experience life, uh, crescendos, decrescendos, and love it. My wife's a music major. We have a baby grand in our living room, and oh, uh, both my kids do competitive dance. So we're definitely oh, all up in there. Perfect. I love it so much. Yeah, a musical house is a happy house. Yeah, 
And so maybe functional medicine, we kind of touched on it, but like always there's this idea where like, oh, I'll just do what the girl in the book or on TV and try to look like all the people in Hollywood. But like there's a root cause and everybody's different. So can you just maybe expand on that a little? Yeah. Well, I think finally so many people are realizing that Western allopathic medicine is very helpful when we're breaking a bone and need to go to the ER and um, is not meeting the mark when it comes to chronic illness. And we have needed something much, much deeper and more potent. So that's where understanding the root, but not the, the way that I approach this is different because again, it's in a holistic, a truly holistic way and a quantum way. So if a client is coming to me with some health issues, I wanna know about their relationships. I want to know about their thought patterns. I want to know, I, w I definitely look at their human design chart first and foremost. That can tell me a lot. Um, and yes, with how much, you know, what we eat is it very, very important. Um, the holistic uh, paradigm has been saying that that's all we need to focus on. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is all, it all gets addressed um, holistically. And um, my one-on-one -on -one clients, they they will hire me to like help them expand their business. And then the next thing we know, we're talking about their relationship with their boyfriend. So it all works together if we understand that we truly, we truly are the masters of our realities. There's nothing we can't alchemize. Yeah, that's so beautiful, right? And then with the business thing, so, so, so true. It's always something else. Like, <laughs> it's always the underlying thing. And I like the idea that you said that, be about the acute. Yeah, you need the Western medicine for acute practices. If you break a bone, if you have an infection, go get it. But if you're taking pills for a long amount of time and nothing's changing, then you got to ask yourself, why am I taking this? Because am I giving? I did it. I gave my power away to it. Forever, and I was taking 33 pills a day. I was in a mobility scooter, and I wasn't getting better. And it's like, well, why am I still doing this then, right? And then because of neuroplasticity, four times a day, I'm telling myself, "Oh, you're screwed. You're you're not healthy. You need these pills." And then, boom, your thoughts start to create your reality. So, once I switch the pills for like vitamins and supplements, I'm like, okay, now I'm telling my brain I'm healthy and I'm fit. So, yeah, everything changed. Yes, amazing. Do you know Wayne Dyer is? Uh, I've heard the name again. Uh, this is another teacher that I have not sure. been allowed to. to <laughs> yeah, no, just I keep saying it, but it's like he says it's so good. It's um, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. And it's like so simple and yes, yes, it's very true. So before I ask my final question, is there anything that we didn't get to or that you want to talk about your business? Maybe some offers or. Anything else at all? Yeah, thanks. Um, well, I'm always creating new things because my people are always asking for new things. And that's one of my joys as a creator. Uh, one of the things that's coming down the pike is um, actually a free masterclass on imposter syndrome because it does not matter how intelligent you are. It does not matter how many decades you have been in your field of work. I don't care how rich and famous you are. If you are, if you have an undefined heart center in your human design chart, which 70% of the world does, you will meet with imposter syndrome over and over and over and over and over. 
So we are going to do a deep dive into that specific area of human design and what that means on a quantum level. Um, this just came through a couple days ago, so I'm still nailing down a date. Um, one of the easiest ways to get a hold of me is on Instagram. It's at Alchemy with Allison, and that's A L L I S O N. And I check my DMs regularly. Um, they can get a hold of me there. What else is coming through? Um, while that one thing that I, it's top secret, I can't share it yet, but I do have a few spots left for one on one coaching as well. So if anyone's ready to truly expand their business from a way that is supportive to their nervous system and is fun, we have so much fun, um, they can reach out to me there. That's awesome. My last question is usually how can people reach you, but maybe, uh, <laughs> so you're going to go to Egypt. Are you going to planning on checking out on some pyramids or Sphinx? And Yeah, we actually... Um, they they have a scalar quantum technology, so they've been measuring the frequencies of the different places we're going to be visiting. And one of the ancient places we're going to vibrates at the frequency of 1,000, which on uh, according to the uh, doc, Dr. David Hawkins, I'm sure you may be may aware of him, but uh, on the human consciousness scale, 1,000 is equitable to Jesus Christ, the Buddha, um, Krishna, this is this is the highest vibration uh, we know on Earth. So I am definitely looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. The highest I've ever heard was like nine thirty two or nine sixty two, or I never heard a thousand, but it makes sense. Um, wow, yeah, that's so cool. So you're gonna have some definitely get some more downloads there, but you're gonna have a great time, and you're gonna come back with some stories. So maybe. We gotta reach out next year and have you come back on. Oh, I would love that. It'd be an honor. Allison, I'm really grateful for your time today. Thank you so much. And yeah, such a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you. It's I'm I'm glad we were able to connect and and hold the space. Thank you.